0: Uh-huh. Because you <are> my baby. <laughs> That's how we start an episode this week. Let's it, <laughs> Welcome to episode thirty-one of Til good Game Do Us Par. Henry. How are you feeling, my brother? Hello, everyone. I'm
1: feeling wonderful. Spoo-tendus. That's a new fucking word. Spoo-tendus. Now I feel. I, I'm just gonna say I feel good. How you feeling today, Troy? Dude,
0: I am feeling relieved. Um, slightly like a weight has been lifted off lifted off my shoulders, just a little bit. How come? I. For those of you that don't know. I recently stepped away from my employment at uh, Bethesda Softworks, also known as Cinemax Media, and just stepping away has helped because, like, the department that I was in was very toxic, and it wasn't like, I mean, I guess it was like the typical uh, QA story that you read in an article, kind of toxic, but... I think with them, it was a lot more mental toxicity that was going on. And I was just like, it was eating away at me. And I was just like, nah, I got to get out of here. So today is yeah. a new job. And it seems chill, very lax. Um, it's so not something sane. I necessarily want to do, but
1: yeah. So what he's saying is uh, Bethesda, suck his dick from the
0: back. I guess you could say that. I mean, and I it's don't funny know. because when I so before I went to my exit interview, right? I changed my the icon f-
1: to you its, have a uh, f- you have a fucking exit icon. The fuck? No, 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 no. I so have an exit,
0: exit interview. interview? Yeah. Exit yeah. interview. Pretty much just like to say, hey, don't spill the company secrets. So yeah, whatever. I don't know if you're <coughs> saying that breaks my NDA, but who cares? Um, but yeah, I changed my Slack icon to this uh, this Twitch emote, and it's this PUBG player who has like the smirking face, but someone photoshopped him giving uh, the middle finger. So I made that my icon. That's classy. Like three minutes before I left. And then I just peaced out. Like I didn't say anything to anyone on my team. I just left. Like I got up, went to the exit interview. And you, Irish, like, you Irish goodbye to everyone? Wow. I guess you could say that. Well, some of those people I didn't mess with. And then the ones that I did, like I was going to message after and be like, yo, like I wasn't trying to outside of that icon change. I wasn't trying to make a scene. So, yeah, I stepped away. But like an hour after the exit interview, like two of my coworkers text me. and was like, yo, people are mad salty. And I'm like, why? And they're like, one, because you left. And then two, because like the icon that you put when you left and they were like yeah your lead was like oh burning bridges that's such a smart thing to do when you leave and I'm like and I'm like first of all I was on the team she never said one single fucking word to me at all like we never had a conversation so I'm like if you're talking about me burning a bridge with me I'm cool with that if you're talking about me burning a bridge with the management, I'm cool with that because they're part of the reason I'm leaving. So, what bridge did I burn? Because the people that I feel like I've made a close relationship with, I could talk to them and ask for recommendations and things and like use them as references. So, it's like what what bridge did
1: I burn? SMD. FTB.
0: And I'm not going to put her business Suck my dick from the back. And I'm not going to put her personal business out there, but something happened with her where it made me like why are you defending this company right now? <clears throat> like, you should be the last person being in defense of this company saying, Oh, you're burning bridges. Like, come on. But aside from that, I'm no longer employed there. I'm free, getting some of my mental sanity back. I won't be sitting in traffic for 90 minutes. So that's what's going to happen.
1: You're insected to so sit in traffic for
0: 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, 20, 30 minutes, which is better than 90 minutes or three hours <coughs> of my day, every day, just, like, gone, so. Yeah, good, what good. What you up to, sir? You know, saving lives. Running out of White Claw. Running out of
1: White Claw, yo. As soon as I saw the article about America's running out of White Claw, I went to Target and bought three cases of Black Cherry, one variety pack, one variety pack, and two cl- two cases of Ruby Grapefruit.
0: You disgust me, Because
1: there ain't no fucking laws when you fucking with the claws, you know? What happens when y'all run out? <clears throat> Shit, I don't know. I'm going to start selling them on eBay for a high price, you know? I'm like the fucking merchant from fucking Resident Evil 4. What are you buying?
0: <laughs> what are you selling? Well. Not enough please. cash, stranger. Let me get you, know? you hit, though. So when White Claw is out, go to Aldi's or Amazon, wherever you can buy this. I don't I only bought in Aldi's. But this debate is like the budget white claw. Get the fuck out. Let me know right now. Get the fuck no, no. I only fuck with claws, man. And it'll be your downfall, is all I'm saying.
1: Hey guys, welcome to uh we are no longer till go game do Us part. We are till white claw do us part. All right. Uh
0: okay. so our <laughs> first topic on the docket. <laughs> he White cut Claw. it. He cut it. <laughs> it is not White Claw. Uh, what do you want to start with this week? <sighs> to be fair, also,
1: there's not a lot going on right now in the esports world. Um
0: there is. It's just stuff that people don't care about.
1: Yeah, all right. It's that's major fair. Major
0: breaking news or There's
1: not a lot of major happen. breaking news. There's not a lot of like, "Oh shit, this is popping off."
0: Um you know, honestly, honestly, the the current state of esports is this: everyone sponsoring or partnering up. It's really just sponsorships. Um, everyone partnering up, people signing a a new org, getting a new partnership, or someone partnering with Twitch. Like I, I'm seeing something about Twitch partnered with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, so to like sponsor the stadium and whatnot. And they're going to have like an <clears throat> esports streaming lounge. It's just a bunch of partnerships at the moment that's going on in the industry. Honestly, that's about it. Mm. Buying into hey. Franchises.
1: Mm. hey, 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 Troy, you want to hear something?
0: You know what that was? I will end this. Sh- I will end this whole thing right now. It was me popping up on a white club. Black Cherry, baby goodness this guy really just wants this to be a white claw episode i don't understand a <clears throat> we already had an episode we had an episode where we talked we had an episode where we drank soju so you know that's true we also had uh an episode where we try to sell ourselves out for water companies hey, well, we'll sell it to white claw but still count
1: i'm still trying to sell myself out
0: okay <laughs> how about we talk about fortnite Actually, before we get into Fortnite, I know the perfect topic that we can start at.
1: Uh, I thought you were going to say more White Claw, but okay, hit me.
0: No, I was not the only person who stepped away from ZeniMax Media. Oh, here we go. The creative director of Tango Tango Softworks, or no, Tango Gameworks, excuse me. Um, She was the creative director for Tokyo, excuse me, Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I'm going to butcher her last name. Ikumi Nakamura. Yeah, sure. She stepped away from Cinemax as well. And I was talking to some of my coworkers in regards to, like, the wording of her speech. I think it might have been the way that it translated. But it made me curious to what her reasoning was for stepping away.
1: I mean, are you talking about how she quoted uh, Smash Mouth?
0: No. No. I didn't even know Smash Mouth, honestly.
1: Her la- her last line is, Are you ready to hit the ground running? Oh uh, no. Dead to the rules and I hit the ground running.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, no, no, uh, no that's not what I, um the quote or the part of her message that I was like digging into was when she said, I've decided I've also decided to proceed to the new world and keep myself happy and somebody require me. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, when that's that's that, some dark shit.
0: See, I read it as like she may potentially be pregnant, but then I was like, <clears throat> I don't know, because like you know, at, at some point she says, "Oh, like uh, Ghostwire was like my is my baby or was my baby." Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It makes me think like <sighs> she didn't have entire creative uh, control, or she might have been, <clears throat> been going for. Uh, a potential pregnancy but I didn't like wanna be like oh she left the company because she was pregnant and like that like it sounds to me it just sounded a little off like oh you think a woman can't work if she's pregnant it's like no she just might have not wanted to be in like that stressful environment during a pregnancy you know what I mean like so let me leave right and right, right, right. do something else in the meantime Hmm. You know?
1: Or it could be from a darker way, and she's saying maybe she was unhappy and wanted to and wanted to go somewhere where she felt like she was needed and not just like a tool. Yeah. Which I'm hoping it's not that way. I'm hoping that she had a good relationship. Uh one of the quotes that I really like is uh is the the quote though really where she just says life is not linear and I fucks with that a lot. Um I think especially in the video game even like the esports industry in order to survive I think you have to be very very flexible and I think you have to be able to be to know when to move on and to know when to go to different places Um, and you can't just stay on one track for all your life so I totally fucks with that message
0: yeah and my other speculation was like the fact that she had such a prominent in <clears throat> three that it was just like mm-hmm. like she got offers or something it was like yo I'm out. Like later, dog. Yeah. Like, oh see, yeah. Y'all seen what I did at E3? Like I'm out. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And so. then she she ended the post with "Still Alive" from Portal, which is a fucking great song. Which, uh, if you've ever heard it, the radio remix of "Still Alive," where it's on the radio and it sounds like a little Spanish song. Fucking love that version. I'm not to listening. To <clears throat> heard it.
0: Ba-da-da-da. but you want to do that. yeah
1: I fuck play. i want to answer okay so a lot of people are super fucking unhappy with the way epic games right now is treating fortnite um and a lot of people are actually comparing it to how they mistreated paragon and that eventually led to paragon um being dying yeah being shut down and dying um and a lot of people to this day still kind of blame uh paragon being shut down not because of and not because of player base but because of epic games treating it poorly.
0: Well, it's player base <sighs> essentially dropped because of Epic's Right, right, right. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um I can speak a little bit to that because I was very passionate about Paragon especially after seeing E3. Um I think the yeah, like the year that it was announced or like the year after um, and actually playing it and I was like this is a really good game like, it ran smoothly, it looked phenomenal, like, it was literally smite on steroids in, like, a beautiful way, and I slowly, like, I stopped playing it, like, right before they started making major changes, because it was, at the moment, it was currently unbalanced, so, like, before they started making, like, those heavy changes when, like, the player base dropped horrendously, I had already, like, started to dwindle off of it, Like you can see the downfall of it Because they weren't balancing the game Right And then from there it was just like We're just going to keep making changes And the community's like hey Like this is not a good change Or like this change does not work For the way the game Currently plays or How you're trying to make the game be played And it just seemed like they weren't listening yeah. And then continue to do Just like whatever the hell they felt like doing Mm. to the game and eventually it led to the game just dying and I will say the only positive about the game dying is the fact that in Unreal Engine they made like all the assets for uh, Paragon free so like essentially people could learn to develop a game and just use the assets from Paragon for free so like that's a benefit but it sucks that it had to come off the back of like them essentially killing the game.
1: Yeah. Um so I think one of the biggest things is the like I think it's a lot of people are I I you know and I think it's there are a lot of like streamers and and and, and people are like being like oh the like oh there's too many changes happening and it's and it's making it so that like the game is different and stuff like that and there like the 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 article also talks about we've seen that uh like Booga in uh, okay we've seen that with the Fortnite World Cup solo winner Boga in which he utilized the new added shadow bomb to perfection completely outplaying the competition if the shadow bomb was added prior to the world cup the results might have been different all around and i think ugh, and i think it's a lot of this a lot of people are like they're adding too many things to make the game uh like quote unquote cooler and i think it's making the game less uh accessible to people Uh, i think and that's how i'm interpreting a lot of the talk around this i don't know how you're in how you're talking about it and i think because of that a lot of people don't want to get into it and also a lot of people that were like originally involved in like fortnite and stuff like that they don't want to stay in it how are you interpreting this
0: so Prior prior to me finding out a little bit of information <clears throat> in the situation, mm-hmm. I was interpreting the situation as we're trying to make this game so massive and appealing to everyone, which is again something you can't do because you can't <clears throat> you can't satisfy everyone. Yeah. So it seemed like they were trying to make like this this massive game that like met everyone's needs. But for some reason, when when people were saying, "Hey, this doesn't work," they just refused to be like, "No, it's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. People are gonna enjoy. It. Like, people are still gonna play."
1: Well, yeah, the, the the brute being added to the game. A lot of people were like, "This is ridiculous." If someone finds a brute, they immediately ruck shop.
0: Yeah, but this is, and this is the problem with that, right? People are complaining and saying, "Yo, this like we don't like the changes that's being made." but they're still playing the game.
1: Mm.
0: If you don't like the changes, stop playing the game. When that player base drops, it doesn't even have to drop to zero. When it drops horrendously, if enough people got together and said, we are not playing Fortnite until you guys fix it, two things happen: They fix Fortnite or the game dies. If the game dies... Epic is still going to be good because of how much money they have and the fact that they own the Unreal Engine, which is makes a lot of games. They're going and to and they just drop, yeah, yeah. You got like the consumer will be really salty about not having <clears> that anymore. Or the other end is they fix the game.
1: So one thing, one one game that I want to point to that actually does mecha like a mecha book, battle royale really well. Um, not to say that Fortnite is a mecha battle royale, but the idea of that they put like a mecha that literally just demolishes players. Which, to be fair, Epic Knight has now like started to nerf it and they're adding patches and stuff like that. But you know, it's the idea of it's the damage already done. Um, there is a mobile game actually called uh, Super Mecha Champions, <clears throat> which I've been playing so much of, and it's actually a game that actually does having mechs in a game be like good and like they do it well because their game is essentially built around having a mecha so even if you're not in a mech you can defeat one of these mechs you can pilot them you can lose you can lose to a regular player who's not in a mech which is great and i think it's that's one of those games it's a battle royal game that actually thrives in that because that's what their game is centered around what epic did was was throw a mech in a game that literally just shits on people with no countermeasure because also meccas in their battle royale system was not a part of it they just threw it in there to try to appeal to more people and that backfired because it now just made it so that people just become op as fuck um so honestly i don't see fortnite going away i see them making like fixing some shit i see a lot of you know a lot of people like oh the popular streamers left fortnite no they went to go fucking play wow classic and when it dies in like two when like a month and a half they'll be back let's be honest um,
0: I don't know if Wall Classic is gonna die, but before we dive or go any further than that, so the bit of news that I got from I think the article that um I had linked here, or that I was reading through Reddit was, uh, Steve Superville, who was working on Paragon as the creative director, he stepped away at some point, and I think when he stepped away, the team that was brought in. Uh, I guess either behind his team or after him parting ways with Paragon, <clears throat> that was the team that was making a lot of changes that the community didn't agree with. Uh-huh. And so when when the player b- base dropped, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time say player ba- base, um, but when that dropped, they had they were already working on Fortnite, and because of how big and new Fortnite was gonna be. Uh-huh. They had already started transitioning people Onto Fortnite You know to help with the production Side so I guess when they saw The drop in players On Paragon instead of saying Hey let's try to bring people back to uh, Paragon Let's just shut down the servers and move Everyone over to Fortnite so essentially What happened was the people Who I guess you Could sort of blame for the Downfall of Paragon -hmm. Got shifted off of Paragon onto Fortnite. So essentially, what Fortnite was, was working. And then I guess this team was like, well, we need, we do need to make changes to, you know, to keep this social media video game hub going. What changes can we (coughs) make? And they just continued to make like poor production uh, choices. And instead of listening to the community and saying, hey, this isn't what we want. They're like, no, you guys are gonna get what we give you, and you're gonna enjoy it and you're gonna keep playing it, even though they've essentially killed off one game. Mm. But again, Epic has made so much money now from Fortnite alone that like they they don't have to listen to their community. And on top you of the, wrong. they again, they own the engine that so many games are created. Like, are people just gonna stop using their engine? No. And to the consumers, that doesn't matter because, you know, they're not the ones designing the game. So Epic is, in a a sense, like they're in in a win-win because they already got the money. And if Fortnite collapses on itself, you know, again, they they don't have to support that anymore. So that's more time for them to either spend it on the engine, like uh, updates for the engine or creating another title. Huh. So I don't see Epic losing in any way, shape, or form. Unless they have like some type of like sponsorship deals with anyone, but I don't think they do because like that whole Fortnite World Cup was done through them. Yeah. That's that money was essentially from the people who, in a sense, kinda got suckered by it into the founders pack like myself, and then the money for <laughs> that they made off skins. <laughs> I like how you're just like like myself. Well, I got I say I got suckered in because the Founders Pack was like, "Hey, you can get all this stuff and you can play save the world and you can like do all this stuff early." You know, before the game comes out like free to play. And I was doing mm. that because I was wanted to support the the save the world mode and then that then the game dropped and they're like, "Oh, we're putting in a BR mode." And then, like <laughs> that was the only focus. So it's like <clears throat> and then save the world mode is gone. You essentially you robbed me in a sense like yeah, it be like that's so a gun to some extent. All
1: right. So with that being said, guys, I am now going to be a full-time streamer for Super Mecha Champions on the iPhone. Follow me. I'm just kidding. Are you going to be on Mixer? Get that that ninja money? Get that ninja money. No, nah, I will fucking no, I'm okay. I don't even know how to stream from my iPhone.
0: Uh, there's apps for it. There is. But you, but still so talking about a your drop in viewership drops. You want to talk about TFT and their drop in viewership?
1: <clears throat> yeah, because remember, didn't I say to you? I don't know if it was on stream or not. Um, how fucking that shit was going to drop pretty quickly, that it was just a fad. And y'all fucking said, and everybody was like, nah, it's here to stay.
0: Who the fuck? No. All right. I just recently started playing it and I, I enjoy <clears throat> that, that style of game because it's super casual. Uh huh. But even when, TFT came out, like, and people were like, oh, play. It was like I didn't want to play it, not because I didn't enjoy that stuff game. I didn't want to play it because I didn't want another game client on my PC. Uh-huh. I don't play League anymore, so I was like, there's no need for me to play TFT. But my friends are playing, I uh-huh. installed it, and I enjoy it. But at no point did I ever think TFT was gonna be like viewership wise this longevity thing, because even when Auto Chess happened, like. The original like Dota Mod or whatever It was it again It was the whole new this is a Shiny new game mode we've never seen Before and then everyone tries to go create An auto chess game And the market Gets oversaturated But mm-hmm. It wasn't anything Like the game mode itself Has longevity
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Viewership wise It doesn't because, for one, it is very boring to watch. Uh It's very slow. And the way I compared it was that it's literally just Hearthstone, but with a chessboard. Uh Hearthstone does well, especially when there's tournaments, because people want to see, like, you know, the the top players play. Yeah. But they don't want to watch their streams. You don't see Hearthstone in, like, Rarely ever within the top 10 on Twitch Right Because it's just it's not viewership wise It's not enjoyable to watch outside of tournaments So yeah So With that being said Do you think like If they because the whole point of like uh, I think his name is Jack His name is Jack the guy who owns C9 He was saying like oh when they get a spectator mode And it starts to being more competitive Like we'll see the viewers <clears throat> Do you no. think that'll happen
1: no, I don't, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's going to regain traction. I don't think it's, I don't, I think even if they do get a spectator mode, I don't think it's, uh, going to be good. I, I, I honestly think it was just this, tr- this fad that everybody jumped on and then like they played it for a little while and they're like, all right, that was fun, but I want to go back to my other shit.
0: Yeah. I think it'll have spikes. If I, I
1: don't, I don't think TFT has that sustainability that everyone thinks it does. So...
0: I think it'll have spikes in the same way that Hearthstone does. If there's a tournament, big players, big name players, people will watch it. But outside of that, like it'll just continue either to dwindle or be stagnant at where it is. Mm. But again, I feel like that's with every game, though. When it when when it's brand new and everyone's streaming it, and everyone's like, it's the next. Like look at Apex. Apex still has a decent amount of players and viewerships. But it's not as big as it was at first. It's not right. Even even like almost. Well, the, I think like with I, I I think with like Apex, I
1: think with Apex, it's sort of leveled out. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I de- I definitely think it's like leveled out a little bit more.
0: Yeah, but I, but even then, like people were like, "Oh, it's gotta be the Fortnite killer. <laughs> it's, it's the official PUBG killer." Like, and it's like, "No, it's not." Nope,
1: Man, no, you just not. mad. You are just mad that they call it the official PUBG killer.
0: No, I'm mad that because it was new, everyone just wanted to say, like, it's the death of every other game. Mm. But it's like, y'all aren't going to be playing this in a month. Some of y'all probably won't even be streaming this in, like, half a month. Because some huh. something else is going to come out.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it's just annoying that consumers do that. And it's like, you guys know. Like, stop just saying this because it's a hot take. Or
1: right, right, right. it's
0: trendy to, like, you know it's not gonna do that and you're aware of it. So why are you saying that? Because like we have the attention span of a goldfish and like within a day or like two hours we're gonna forget that you said it and it won't matter. Like mm-hmm. some of us remember you said that shit. And you look silly. That's just my opinion. Hmm. Do you wanna get sad? Do you wanna talk about something sad? I I, I see it on the docket and I really
1: don't want to talk about it. Because okay, I feel like I feel like all the time we talk about really sad shit on this podcast. I feel like every every other episode we talk about something sad.
0: Yeah, we don't have any like good music to like boost us up, so we don't have to talk about it. That's fine. <clears throat> I was just there because it was one of the the bigger things. Oh, now that you're back on this episode, and I'm not by myself. How do you feel about Ninja getting sponsored by Adidas? Adidas. I fucks with it. Did you, did you put any stock into when he did his Official mixer announcement That he was wearing an Adidas hoodie
1: You know I saw it and then I was just like oh I didn't really Realize
0: I don't know I just Was like oh alright whatever because Um I noticed like As soon as I saw him walk out and I'm like that was I didn't even care About the announcement In a sense like when he was walking to the, the Stage and the clip mm-hmm. My first thought was why is he wearing an Adidas hoodie? Like, does Mixer have no merchandise that he could have... Like, you're moving to a Mixer platform from Twitch. Like, the biggest move, I guess, of your career, essentially. Yeah. But you're wearing an Adidas hoodie. So, and I said this on the last episode, like, it made me either to think, like, he already was in talks with Adidas uh-huh. when he's, like, made the the move to Mixer. Or he had already—he was either in talks or he had already signed it and was just waiting. Because I'm like, this is really not awkward, but it's really like, okay, there's something here. Like, I mean, listen, announcing something for Mixer, but you're not wearing any of their merchandise.
1: I mean, listen, we already got like you already got fucking a bunch of like gamer fuck boys like rocking Adidas and fucking. uh, NMD shoes with fucking uh, joggers and shit like it kind of makes sense because it's like oh shit now like all the like the nine year olds who dress like that they're like all right, now I am a rock shit that just has Ninja's logo on it as well as Adidas shit these little fuck boys in training it's a good move I think on his
0: part what did you think about the actual uh, pictures of the merchandise that came later
1: is it those black shoes
0: Uh, I didn't see shoes I only saw uh, like Windbreaker they had like, the ninja logo on the back, and then on one sleeve, it says ninja, and then, like, on the other sleeve, it says time. And, like, color scheme-wise, it looks dope. Like, it's black and white. It's just the fact that there's a big-ass, like, ninja's logo on the back. That kind of bothers me, but I get it.
1: Um eh. I mean, I fucks with a lot of, like, Adidas shit, so... Uh, I'm not, like, super, like, oh, this is gonna be crap. I think they're pretty decent designs um adidas wouldn't like put out some gross ass shit um so i fucks with it i think it's going to be i think it's going to go well for the market that it's um aiming for i don't think it's going to be for everyone but definitely for like the people who are into that kind of shit um and there's a lot of people who are into that shit especially people who watch ninja they're going to eat that shit up yeah
0: uh what do how do you feel about uh united being purchased Rumored to be purchased by the guys that bought uh Houston Outlaws.
1: Well, they gotta. They, I, I feel like they, they have to like. Um, I, I think. Games. I was gonna say yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I'm sorry. The White Claw hit. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jesus, no, I think I think they have to branch into because if they're having, um. I think if they're gonna have like an overwatch league team they need to start having like a call of duty team um because they need something that's going to kind of be able to compete because the call of duty franchise has atlanta dallas florida minnesota new york paris toronto and two los angeles teams only out of those like i think two or two or three of them don't have an overwatch league team so i think in order to be competitive in that market i think and especially in order to have some a little bit of extra funding and also some extra like spotlight on your teams. You need to have like like an overwatch league team. You need to have a, like a call of duty team because from the traction from, especially if you have Houston outlaws, you'll be able to push your like, be like, hey, if you like our, the Houston Outlaws, what about this team or this team? What about our Call of Duty team? Get some support. And I think that especially New York is doing that. New York is like, hey, guys. Like, I remember when I was at one of their watch events, they were like, hey, guys, this is the assistant coach for the New York Call of Duty team. Like, And it's like, give your support to the Call of Duty team as well as the Overwatch League team because we're brothers now. And I think that's a, a very smart move. And I think them doing that is is also a smart move just to be like hey this is our overwatch league team like we also want you to be involved with our call of duty team i know some of you <clears throat> sorry i know some of you might not be like into call of duty but like even if you could just support or maybe like rock a jersey or two that'd be great and create some of that those vibes you know that's how i feel and i think it's a good move
0: i got like two things from it because it what it goes to show is like there are some people who are willing to go all in with this uh, (laughs) Activision Blizzard franchising. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, like, if he owns uh, Houston Outlaws, you know, having that Overwatch League slot, he will essentially have first dibs on a Call of Duty roster. Yep. The thing is, the fact that he has to be like 25 mil for that slot is kind of nuts because that's more than the Overwatch League. So again, it's, they're essentially baiting out people who are willing to go all in and have like, To some extent, like maybe like a miscued view of what esports is and the numbers that are projected. I think it also is a way for Activision Blizzard to almost counter or not, excuse me, not counter, um, capitalize on the market of like first person shooters.
1: Yeah. I mean, also, he was tweeting at The Rock, the owner of the Zeven Group. Lee's even he tweeted at The Rock. He was like he's, <laughs> he's like he's like you try you look for a strategic investor. If The Rock fucking invests in one of these teams, I'm gonna lose my shit. Cause all right, you know, like uh, cool, um Shaq is invested in like the San Francisco shock and, and stuff like that. But The Rock so the, the Rock this Troy
0: thing that I was reading and like Troy the, the Rock East, the Esports subreddit, right? Oh, mm-hmm. so I don't think we really introduced like the guy, but the guy who purchased the Houston Outlaws, um, wh- wh- what is it, Lee Lee Zaben? Zaben, um, yeah. He's like the real estate owner who p- purchased uh Houston Outlaws, or is attempting to purchase them. Um, he's looking to purchase E United, um, the entire organization. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: but back to that group tweeting The Rock. People are making fun of it on like the Twitch subreddit because, or not Twitch subreddit, uh, like the esports subreddit. And I kind of understood what they were saying. They were like, "Why is he tweeting at the Rock?" Like, I don't think the Rock would respond to something of that. Like, especially if he's serious, like serious business, right? My thing is, it's like if you have access to twenty five mil to purchase a an organization, right, or more than that mm-hmm. like, to purchase an organization and purchase a spot in the Call of Duty league, purchase mm-hmm. an Overwatch team. You clearly have enough funds to get access to The Rock directly. So why are you tweeting at him? I don't know. It sounds I'm fucking... I mean, it sounds cool. Does it?
1: I don't know, but again... It was not
0: a cool Rock responded.
1: I'm just getting hyped at the potential of The Rock being involved in any kind of esports.
0: Well, he was uh, essentially featured... Well, esports were featured in a show, uh, The Ballers. I don't know if you watched that episode.
1: I do. I, I did watch the episode, but I would love to see him like in the do real world know. be involved and like cop a thing.
0: Do you think oh. that, uh, cause I didn't watch the episode, I don't watch ballers, but do you think coming from that episode and having like, I guess, conversations with uh Rick Fox like on set, most likely, do you think something might come of that like relationship?
1: um i think once the echo fox watch kind of dies down maybe like rick uh rick fox might be like hey um like hey remember how we talked about this all this stuff would you want to get involved uh i could give you some tips and tricks getting into business and the rock's just like yeah fuck it
0: uh i see them going all out and like partnering together
1: that would be dope like, like that if I, it were to happen I would fucks with that. I would buy ever like I would buy whatever fucking jersey team they had. Like whatever you guys want, you know. Sh- like right now, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. If you ever listen to this, if you ever sw- start an esports team, I don't care what fucking game it is, I will buy a jersey from that from that game. So you're all in, in uh, yeah, I'm all in. Rock Fox Esports. <laughs> Rock Fox. The Rock Fox watch. Was We're starting it right joke. now. That was
0: a terrible joke. I take it back. I'm sorry.
1: No, Rock Fox watch. It's happening.
0: Rock Fox
1: <laughs> Nothing's coming of this. <laughs> but no, but it to in existence. I'm but okay. a man could okay. fucking dream. That's true.
0: Did would, did a man ever dream that uh essentially essentially the ESA of EU would invest into esports? You don't know what I that mean, is, do you? No. Okay, so ESA are essentially the dudes who run, like, the video game, I guess, market, kind of, in, like, the United States. Essentially, they're the guys who own and operate uh, E3, right? They control okay. that, like, get mm-hmm. all the equipment, get everyone together for the games. Like, they're the guys that put E3 together. Okay. Well, their EU counterpart has decided to branch into esports. Oh,
1: Interesting. I don't know what
0: that means exactly, because I don't... It, it means they're trying to means, huh
1: it means they're trying to stay relevant cuz no one gives a shit about e3 anymore
0: well this is like the eu version of it so i would assume that they probably run gamescom i don't know i'm not fact checking don't believe me i don't know if that's true so if that's like- true
1: then if that's true then i take back cuz gamescom, gamescom i fuck
0: with yeah gamescom's is massive but mm-hmm. do you think that this means like we're going to ha- start to see like i guess like another tournament organizer pop up like an official like gamescom esports like type of vibe. Mhm. Maybe. Cuz it hasn't started doing that. Mhm. Uh-huh. And I could kind of see why they haven't done it because it kind of like falls on the the, the American publishers like have a lot of hands on when it comes to esports and I don't think that's right. the case in uh, EU like outside of maybe like a few games mm-hmm. but even then those game studios aren't based out of EU so they don't have control of it anyway right um, but essentially what it said like I guess what from the press release that they put out that uh, Interactive Software Federation of Europe will bring together esports stakeholders to discuss and find common ground on key issues affecting the sector Hmm. Seek to strategically align esports policies across Europe, coordinate and articulate the voice of esports so that the sector can be represented before European policymakers, regulators, and other stakeholders. Raise awareness of esports and the opportunities it offers amongst policymakers and politicians. Encourage and facilitate the exchange of views and intelligence and the development of best practices Agree policy positions when required or appropriate. Identify threats and challenges to the growth and deployment of esports sector, and aim to coordinate and liaison with uh, like-minded groups and associations worldwide. Wow! So, with my takeaway from that is, outside of them potentially making um, some type of esports org or not org, uh, like tournament organizer. It sounds like they're going to do they're gonna they're gonna find ways to try to make it easier for players to get visas. Um Which, have, yeah. have lawmakers make actual policies and things like that where hopefully, hopefully that players not necessarily the, all these stakeholders and owners, you know, have this weight like scapegoating out of esports if it fails but hopefully it's a way of, like, also protecting players. Yeah. Because what it, from that, like, with the press release, it really sounds like, hey, we're going to do everything in our power to, like, make this great and awesome, <clears throat> but, like, for the people in the background. So in mm-hmm. case this fails, or essentially not in case it fails, but to promote it more so these, these guys can essentially make money in case it fails and, like, make things easier for us. Not necessarily mm. like players and uh team owners. Mm. I, I guess stakeholders count as team holders, but yeah. Mm. Well, you got no thoughts on that? I'm assuming you didn't, not because it's just I fucked with it. That's more like a nerdy kind of video gamey thingy.
1: It's a very you kind of thingy. But I don't know what that means. Do you take it however you want? You know what I actually want to talk about?
0: Yeah, the Tour.
1: No, let's talk about parties for thirty seconds.
0: Alright, I don't know where you're going with this. So, TwitchCon, <clears throat> coming yeah, up. talking about finessing everyone for purchasing a ticket to a party? Yes. They Project X the shit out of you guys. Okay, they continue.
1: Project X the shit out of us. So, you know, a, a couple of months ago, they announced Little Nas X was going to be at the TwitchCon after party, performing, right? Hey,
0: Benini, don't you be a meanie.
1: Alright, first off,
0: First off, if you
1: guys—I love that song—but if you guys ever hear the song "Closure," that's the best song on that fucking album. I don't know
0: about all that, but we can debate that off the podcast.
1: It's always what you like, and you say, "Ah, whoa!" It's a good fucking song. All right. Um, they've announced that not only is Little Nas X, you have Blink One Eighty Two, Maddion. Aura, who I don't even know who the fuck that is, and Y2K are going to be playing with him.
0: Isn't Y2K a Korean group? I don't actually know. I think it's a rapper. dude.
1: Y2- oh, God. Is it a white dude?
0: It's I mean, a white dude. I don't know. They should have just got like, Lil Nas X and Post Malone, honestly. I, I mean... fuck uh, uh, to the party.
1: Just the party, you wanted to go to TwitchCon, you would just yeah, come to the party. Um, how do you feel about that? Because also, I texted a uh, friend of the show, Ryan, who's been on here, Hanzo. Um, I was like, I gotta be hella drunk because I don't really care about Blunk- Blink, Blunt. I don't care about Blink182. One, uh, I don't really like care about any people besides Maddion and I guess Little Nas X. Um.
0: I don't know. Does that make me a bad person? No, it just means that they... They essentially... Okay, this is the thing with a lot of business they're doing right now, right? They're essentially trying to... Like, the Blinkway 82 thing is, like, them playing on Nostalgia. I think that's what it is.
1: And, like, because, like, uh, uh, a Twitch streamer that I know, she immediately was, like, tweeting about She's like, oh, my God, I'm going to dress in my nurse... The nurse oh outfit from the Blinkway... I exactly
0: why yeah
1: and i'm just like ah why
0: Why did you even bring her up i know exactly what you're talking about but i'm not gonna say her name
1: and it was and and she's like oh my god i can't wait oh my god my childhood i'm just like oh fuck your childhood give me new shit
0: yeah it's it's literally like if i'm at a nostalgia dude that's all if
1: i'm at if i'm at a bar and y'all play like blink 2 and i know the song they like, all right, cool and i'll sing along with it because i'm probably a little drunk i'm a little turnt i'm a little tipsy um but i don't want i'm not specifically going to a concert for that shit and i'm and i'm sorry because a lot of people are going to be like oh my god you're fucking attacking me and i'm like you know what how about you just listen to new shit instead of being like this like like Ignorant person and being like, "Oh, new music's fucking terrible." When I was younger, nah, fuck off. Like,
0: this is my only thing with it, right? Prior to them announcing these addition, uh, additional acts, right? Was it only? They only said that Little Nas X was uh, performing,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. They only said it was Little Nobs X.
0: So at previous. Twitch cons. How many acts were there during the, I guess concert or? Fest? Uh, yeah, one. Concert, I think one because when I was there last
1: year, uh, it was marsh. It was a DJ, right? It was Marshmallow. No, no, no. If it was Marshmallow, I would have got way more hype. I think it was Diplo. Okay, I can't. When I hold on.
0: <laughs> I gotta remember. You, like the first I, year was T Pain, right? Uh, I think so. Because this is this is the point why you look that up, this is the thing that I'm getting at. If they had if the previous ones they've only had one act performing and it was a concert, mm-hmm. was understandable.
1: Oh, I, Dylan I, Francis. Dylan Francis was uh He was the DJ? Yeah.
0: Okay. So this is what I'm taking away from this, right? <clears throat> this is my speculation and my assumption. You guys can dig into it if you want. This is just my deep dive. I think they realize that what we're going to do is we've had one concert. We've had one act as a concert prior. Right. What we're going to do now is we're going to take the biggest, most popular name who is not going to say no, because we can give them X amount of money, especially mm-hmm. Ninja stepping away, even though they probably didn't know Ninja was stepping away at that time Yep, um, and get this artist. Little <laughs> So they announced that, and everyone thinks, cool, dope. Like, we're getting Little Nas X at the concert. I think, with the cancellation of that Metarama festival thing getting canceled, Twitch said, hey, we can fill those shoes. Let's not just do a concert, let's put on like a festival esque concert. Or,
1: or, or. They announced Little Nas X, and there were some people in the community, white people,
0: that were like, Ew, I don't want this. And then they were like, How about Blick 182? Well, see, on top of that, but this is, and this is why I said, Well, this was kind of what I was leading to. Not particularly at that point, but I was going to say that on top of Little Nas X and like this game festival failing and not selling enough tickets, I don't think, I'm not going to say TwitchCon hasn't sold enough tickets. I'm 100% sure they have met their goal for whatever ticket sales are uh-huh. I think with that festival like collapsing on itself they said all right let's fill let's let's take what they were trying to do and utilize it ours and get more sales
1: uh-huh.
0: what's one what's another act that we can add to this to surprise people? blink 182 <clears throat> because it's nostalgic like you said for probably not just white people but a majority of white people thank you and they're just going to get them hyped and they're going to want to go see them just for even if they're not going to see little nas x just blink 182 is enough to sell more twitchcon tickets mm. especially for the party cuz i'm pretty sure there are people who are like uh, i'm not going to go to the party i'll go to the you know con go back to the airbnb whatever and get drunk there's no reason for me to go to the you know pay an extra whatever it is to go to this party mm. just so i can be drunk and listen to music blink 182 sure. gets announced and all these other acts. Now it's a festival-esque type party. People are going to pay that ticket to go see Blink-182. So people yeah. are going to go pay to see those these other artists that they announced. People are going to go see it, but I think it was literally Twitch just saying let's make a nostalgic move, because I think, I think the seller is Blink-182, not all the other artists. I think these other artists have fans, um, and again, Little Nas X is, is the massive like upheal. He's he's on top of the world right now. But uh-huh. you have to always use the nostalgia uh strategy. Essentially what Wild Classic just did. What does everyone love that was you know part of their childhood, their teenage years that we can utilize to make more sales and get people like super invested? That's all I think it is. That's just my dog mm-hmm. take into it. I think they're playing on people's nostalgia to sell more tickets and get more people to come to TwitchCon. Mm. That's it. And on top, right. of, I think they're trying to turn it into like some type of festival-esque like, music thing. But yeah, and that was longer than 30 seconds, but you kind of made me go into a deep dive, but I'm okay with that. Uh, there you. was something else that I wanted to add to i forgot what i wanted to ask you
1: talk to me talk to me we don't again we don't have much going on tonight so you know whatever you want to whatever you want want to get into for a little bit i'm down to
0: let me ask this do you think that uh binge watching or binge video uh excuse me video streaming binge video streaming has ruined video games I, I don't that, think so and when i say that i mean like binge watching net like a whole season of netflix and a whole f- season of hulu do you think that has ruined video games
1: no absolutely not i think uh i think we as as, as people have started to compartmentalize our entertainment things for various like days um i think we we like we put on our brains like okay so tuesday i'm gonna just do nothing but like play da 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 um or I'm gonna play it and then I'm gonna watch my friend or I'm gonna watch someone stream da 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 game. Uh, but the next day I'm gonna like, I'm gonna watch um, TV, I'm gonna watch da da da. But I think also the idea is that, I think we also forget at the same time, you can binge watch while on the go. Um, the amount of times I see people binge watching TV shows on Netflix, like on in the train, like on their phone they download like a cup five episodes and then they watch it it's like we forget that that while people are commuting especially in metropolitan in like metropolitan places like New York City, DC, San Francisco, LA while they're commuting they are watching stuff so i think when gaming has now become like this new okay when i'm home i'm going to game but when i'm on the go i'm going to be watching you know Wu Assassins or i'm going to be watching Friends or whatever it is, um, I don't know why I named those two things, but whatever. So I, I don't think it's killed video games at all. I think uh, I think it, it, it's just it's just we've learned to spread out our free time to various things.
0: See, and I ask that because with the way video games are made now, it's very. Now,
1: that was so fucking dramatic, that pause, by the way. What I just did? You were like, and I say this because... And I was like, oh shit, what's he gonna say? Oh, about right to now drop now some... Nu- well,
0: Alright, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. go. I'll, I'll, I'll say this because... The way video games are created now is... Based around... Streaming, subscription-based, or... Buying, continuously buying DLC... And the Mm -hmm. reason I ask that is because, especially uh, with a part of streaming now, is we play video games. We play an extended amount of video games in one sitting, right? Like, I just spent the other weekend, I spent like 10 hours playing TFT just because I didn't have anything to do. Mm -hmm. And with that, there's no story. Like, you can just play it, like, you know, repetitive. No storyline or anything like that, right? But even with story-based games or like narrative storytelling games is based around subscription-based or or DLC. And it's kind of like episodic. Like, kind of like games like uh, Life is Strange or uh, like Telltale games prior to Telltale getting bought out and closed down and then revitalized or whatever. Mm -hmm. Developers can only put out but so many so much of a game at one time. And essentially part of that is because publishing wants to make as much money as possible for a game. So they essentially tell the developers, hey, work on this part, we'll put it out piece by piece by piece, and we'll sell it, you know, we'll sell every piece for a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. So while developers are hammering out, polishing like this small little bit of gaming that takes Mm -hmm. um, months and years to make, and remember, like when video games were fifty dollars, you would get that video game and you would play it, you know, maybe on the weekend or every evening. But you'd put maybe one or two hours into it because you get lost in like the world or in the story, mm-hmm. and it'd still be a lot of time, like of the game, like to play. Like the game would be extensively long. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting games in like I guess smaller bits. But then we're playing them they either can be played within like that one or two hours that we play but I think we're spending more time playing video games and so we're essentially almost rushing through like a small bit of a game that could, I want to say potentially maybe take you a week at minimum, right? It should take you a week to play through. But mm-hmm. We'll go through it in five hours or a day and essentially that's what we did with like uh, video streaming, like people spend years making these series and then we sit there and binge watch through it in 8 hours or 10 hours and then immediately hop on Twitter or Instagram and say hey where the fuck is the next season? Why isn't the mm-hmm. next season out? Mm-hmm. And that's almost what's happening with like the game industry is like hey I finished this DLC. Where's the next DLC? When's the next DCL coming? Mm-hmm. When are we getting the next iteration of the game? When are we getting Last of Us 2? When are we getting the next Uncharted? Like We play through it so quickly and it's like someone spent years making this and we don't even sit back and take the time to enjoy it. We just want to play through it on stream and say, oh, the game was amazing. Like it was great. Everyone go buy it.
1: Well, I I think that's also, that's why our, I think that's how our brains are wired now. I think we're wired to boom, 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 and then keep moving because we have all, we have all so much other shit going on in our lives, you know?
0: But if we have so much other shit going on in our lives, shouldn't we spend less time rushing through it or maybe 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 it's that like you said the other stuff that makes us rush but shouldn't we spend less time trying to play through the game so quickly and sit back and enjoy it while we can like within that hour or two that we play?
1: Well I think I think we should but I think a lot of people are just like, you know what I have a whole free day today and instead of me doing uh, X, y, and Z, I just want to sit down and beat this whole game in one sitting or I want to beat like like half of it through in one sitting. Because who knows when I will have time again to? And I think that's the idea of um, they're afraid of uh,
0: Say it, I dare you. They have FOMO. They have FOMO. Do you think FOMO is running video games? Like the fact that Oh, VRF's that I'll give you. That I'll,
1: that I'll say is like a lot of people will be like um, a lot of people are probably like oh all right, I'm I all my friends are playing this. All my friends beat it in the first weekend. All my friends beat it and oh fuck, I only have I have Saturday off, so fuck it. I'm just going to play it all, get it out of the way. And then they get it out of the way and then they're like shit. Well, I beat that whole thing. When's the next thing? When's the next thing? So I'll give you that. I do feel people have FOMO.
0: And it and it essentially <clears throat> causes like a fear or not not a fear missing out it almost like takes the joy away of it because you're just like you're not even playing it to enjoy it you're essentially playing it so that when other people talk about it so part of the conversation so like
1: i think a, so i think a big portion of fomo in, in gaming came from i'm gonna say i think it came from the idea of the telltale game series Like, remember when the first Walking Dead came out and everybody was talking about it and it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, when this happened, when this happened, when this happened. And then, like, there was that one person who didn't know what was going on. So they ran home, they rushed to play it and then they were like, holy shit, that blew my mind. I think that's kind of what started this trend a couple of years back when everybody would rush through all these like story based, like emotional ass games. And it was like, oh, my God, did you play The Last of Us? And then that happened. And then, oh, my God. And it was like, oh, fuck. And they go home and they play it and it happens and they're like oh my god that's so sad but they don't really appreciate it and then they can't so they can go back to their friends and be like yo i finally beat it and holy shit you know what i'm saying you know and i think we i think we also had a big run of a lot of like emotional games so i think a lot of those emotional big games that like cause some kind of reaction that like a movie would cause is kind of also the big push for why we do a lot of binge video gaming um do I think binge watching like TV and Netflix and stuff has ruined it? No, but I think definitely like the idea of people fear of missing out and having all their friends talk about this big emotional game. And then they go home in a rush. It kind of ruins the experience of the video game.
0: Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm say a lot of people slept on uh speaking of emotional video games. A lot of people slept on the first uh, iteration of life is strange. And I just want to say that, um, yeah this is my hipster moment coming out y'all a bunch of bandwagons because yeah
1: hey guess what i never fucking played life is strange and will i ever play it no
0: i think you will at some point i think you'll actually enjoy it man no no i'm saying knowing you like you will enjoy just like being able to make the choices and like laughing at some of the stuff and like just being like huh
1: well i think it's like when like i think the last game that i've heard that had like this fomo kind of thing was detroit become human like that was like a little your choices matter and it's like shit did you play detroit human nah i'm gonna play it soon you gotta fucking play it and it was like cool and i think another game besides detroit maybe spider-man spider-man is more so oh actiony gosh, did it. and there was a lot of like oh my god like this and this and this happens have to play but i think that came from place point and not like an emotional beat kind of thing and the game is very emotional there are a lot of scenes in the game where you're like oh fuck um but i think it's more so from a like uh dude it's amazing to play as spider-man you feel like spider-man it's like fuck i want to feel like spider-man shit i'm gonna go buy a ps4 and jerk off into the cd tray i don't Jesus, know why i said Jesus that christ
0: i ruined it <laughs> oh my yeah um. I think on the back of Spider Man though, that also had a lot to do with just Marvel in general. Like there's a lot of Marvel hype coming off the back of like that game being announced and then like the Marvel movies around that time. Um but yeah, no, that game definitely had a, a big fear, like people fearing of missing out of Oh no, I didn't get to play Spider Man. Does it even tie into the Marvel movies? And it's like, no, but it's like, well shit, but I'm still missing it. So Mm. But yeah, that, that was my big uh, my I guess my big question that I had like On the docket Sitting there for a while that I thought I would ask you Since not much is going on um, Yeah um, like ESL and Dreamhack did announce That they're doing a pro tour And essentially all that was was that All the little tournaments Here and there um, Will be A part of one massive circuit that's cool. All right. So it it, it it makes I think more I think it's an easier way of tracking um tournament win. Yeah.
1: And- <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds more like a logistical kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like a, a, a mini franchise. But I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping that like they don't come out and just say like, hey yeah, we're franchising. I hope it stays in like a type of promotion relegation structure <laughs> because I feel like mm-hmm. that works best for esports. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Compared to like Franchising Mm. Because when we were talking about it on like the esports Reddit um, I used to be like oh like esports Needs to franchise esports needs to franchise but like As it's starting to Happen like with the LCS and like call of duty And overwatch I'm like huh Franchising Probably isn't the best for esports But then it dawned on me like I was mistaking Franchising with promotion relegation like structure kind of like the English Premier League like there needs to be that many tiers of leagues and then like you have the top tier which is essentially like you know everyone pays attention to but then below that you need to have teams that like can work their way up into that Premier League and then have the Premier League teams that don't perform drop back down and be like well you didn't perform so you have to like work your ass back into the the Premier League, if you really want to be there and like try to compete again with the best of the best. Relegation. So yeah, like that. That that's kind of what I'm getting from like the ESL Pro League. Is it? It's just a new way of like, hey, instead of just being like having all these different events, you just want to like come together and like have this pro tour where everything counts toward everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. But like, I don't think ESL uh, ESL owns dream hack like i don't think that's what's going on here like they didn't get bought out or anything it's just like a agreement like hey can our events count toward this one major one mm. of the mill type uh type of thing mm. which again i think it i think it works um because it'll make it easier to view there are some like stipulations that i was reading where it's like players can't play in other tournaments especially like it's like within X amount of time of like us having an event you can't play in like another tournament and that's you a little do, weird. it has to be like after this time frame but not before this it was like really wonky kind of like strict type of ruling but I'm excited to see where it goes and how it's mm. handled and what it does for um, the CSGO ecosystem even though I don't watch CS:GO that much, I do watch it on occasion. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah,
1: it. I mean, are you are you going? Uh, so there's a lot of shit going on at the end of this month. So that like the weekend of like the 27th, 28th, it's like ESL uh, one, um, TwitchCon, Overwatch League Grand Finals. Like, who the fuck planned
0: all this? Because it's all happening in that same weekend. Dude, I'm telling you, whoever uh, plans these events for like TwitchCon, I really think TwitchCon like waits to see like, hey, what's gonna be the biggest event this year? Oh, Overwatch League and ESL One, same date, same weekend, do it because they know it's gonna like pull people away from that, and like people are gonna have to decide, shit, do I want to go to San Diego or do I want to go to like New York? it, I'm going to uh-huh. San Diego. Like, it's TwitchCon. I'm a streamer, so it's always poor planning when it comes to uh. TwitchCon but I, I, I assume your question was "Am I What am I planning on going to uh, I don't know cause I'm broke um, If anything I might go to ESL1 depending on
1: Or you come out to TwitchCon With me your boy so we can get some Content
0: I, I think you literally just missed a part that said I'm broke
1: Alright content though
0: Yeah I can't make content cause I'm broke Alright well, we're making content now. I can't afford to fly out to LA or uh, San Diego because I literally don't have money to fly out to San Diego. Mm, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's like literally the only reason. If I had the to money, be fa- I'd
1: go, to be fair, I'm fucking broke right now, too. But that's also because I just dropped a bunch of money to go to Japan next month.
0: And you also decided to go to TwitchCon, which you shouldn't have done. You should have fucking not, so...
1: Mm-hmm. A, listen, I'm going back-to-back trips. I go I go to San Diego. When I come back, I work for a week, and then I go to Japan. What's up? Anybody from Japan Listen to Tokyo Game do it? Hit me up. Take me around. It's all the cool shit because I don't speak Japanese, so for at least a couple days, for the first couple days, it's going to be me wandering around Tokyo being like, what's up? It's your boy. Getting all that Japanese streetwear, all those fucking fake brands that look really, really real, but like they sell for like a quarter of the price. Your boys about to come back decked out in Supreme. And you'd be like I don't even know Supreme made that. I'm like, you know what? They don't. But this looks real enough that they I don't do. Know where you're
0: going with this rant? But it seems really
1: weird. I don't know. I just felt like going on a rant about Japan.
0: I will say that six percent of our viewers or listenership um, is from Japan. All right, what's up, Japan? But I'm, but I'm not. I'm not giving out what our listenership number is because it's. Yeah, but just know six percent of it. Is uh from Japan. Hmm. So guy, uh do we have anything else to talk about? Six percent is in Chiba, and then twenty seven of that six percent is in Tokyo. Hey. So All shout right. out to you, Chiba in Tokyo, and the six percent of Japan that listened to us. Um, is there anything else for us to talk about? No, no, I'm done. <laughs> And I gotta get up early.
1: All right, guys. Thank you so much. This episode has been sponsored by White Claw. Go to www.
0: No 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 no. no, no, Unless they're giving us some money. No. They got an affiliate program or something.
1: Go to www.whiteclaw.com. Enter the code. Enter the code suck my dick from the back for ten percent off your order.
0: What are you what are you turning this into? I don't know. I just hey, felt like before, it, but anyways, hey, before guys. Before we close this out, do you know who Rainy Ovley is? Who? Rainy Ovley? Ovly. I think he's from like the Bronx. All right, never mind. I'll, I'll show. I'll tell you who it is after. Uh, and guys, with that being said, that has been episode thirty-one of Till Good Game Do Us Part.
1: Yes, it has been. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you guys can follow us on Twitter uh, at till good uh, till GG do us part. Um, you guys can follow us individually on Instagram or on Twitter. Um, if you want to tweet at us and ask us some questions, we are always available.
0: Yeah, and uh, as always, we love and we appreciate you guys. On until good game do Us part, we'll catch you guys on the next episode.